Hi everyone, welcome to Unplug with Annie. We're continuing the series of Purpose and today I've got Jordan McCook on the show. Jordan is an award-winning master barber, international educator, entrepreneur and inspirational speaker. He's recently become the author of his very first book titled The Evolution of Self. He has founded his own promotions company called McCook & Co and coined the vision and slogan Touching More Hearts Than Heads. Um, As an entrepreneur, he started his own salon studio while also hosting his own radio show, featured on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Uh, We're going to be talking about Jordan's passions and his commitment to his purpose, as well as a lot more about the book, The Evolution of Self. Hey, Jordan, welcome to Unplug with Annie. Hi. Hello. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited. Yeah, it's so good to have you um, as part of this series called Purpose. And uh, I want to talk a little bit about your book because um, I think it's perfect for for what we're talking about here. Um, it's called The Evolution of Self. Uh, right. Can you tell us a little bit about your why for writing this book and a little bit about what it's about? Great. So here it is, The Evolution of Self. Um, <laughs> So I was um, about, let's say, 21 years old. Well, let's just say I moved out of my mother's house at 18 years old. And um, once I moved out of my mother's house, I really uh, started to become more uh, responsible for my life. Um, The things that I had experienced, the traumas, the pains, the hurts, the good times, bad times, who I really was, uh, I began to... Um, really take responsibility for those things. Now, what inspired the book was wanting to document my life and my perspective at 25 years old for two reasons. One, for me to to heal within myself and to be able to put that out to my um, fan base or my you know uh, supporters, people who uh, my audience. Right. The second thing was to be able to give my son, who was on the cover, my my baby boy Zane. Um, something to uh, uh, kind of a blueprint for his father's thoughts um, as as far back as I can remember I think I start writing at about four years old or about my life at around four years old all the way to 25 years old which I uh, where I'm at now Um, kind of a blueprint uh, for something that I didn't have and so um, as I look back over my life of 25 years the book was originally supposed to be called a quarter of a century where obviously I'm documenting a quarter of a century. But as I began to write, I began to see this transformation and metamorphosis that was happening within myself um, from my adolescence to preteen, teenager, to being an adult, to being a father now, um, and what that actually what that actually meant. And a lot of the healing that had to, uh, that's taking place now, but that had to begin in order for me to, um, in order for me to continue to evolve and grow, which um, I've been able to coin um, the evolution of self. And I believe that, it's my belief that um, the earth, as long as the earth spins, change is inevitable. Change is always going to happen, no matter, you can't stop it, you can't, there's nothing you can do about it other than um, grow with it and growth is optional so change is inevitable but growth is optional and so it's up to you whether you're going to grow um, and evolve in your own life 
facing a lot of the fears, the insecurities, the um, disappointments or discomfort that you may have had in life um, through whatever experiences you've had and uh, actually heal and grow from those things. And so that's what the evolution of self is about. It's a memoir and self-help book um, all in one. I have principles um, after each chapter where it's called, you know, evolve yourself with, and it may be evolve yourself with patience, evolve yourself with emotional intelligence. Um, as I'm gleaming from or gleaning from stories that I, um, or experiences that I've, I've had in my own life. So that's where the book stems from. And I thought it would be cool for a barber. I started off as a barber and my career into so much more. Um, and now I'm an author of my first book. So yeah congratulations on that i mean it's amazing you you mentioned healing a couple of times and just to delve into that i know you mentioned that there's a bunch of principles in there is there one specific principle which stands out for you which really like if you had to choose one is there something which really uh like hit home for you in terms of just enabled you to transition and 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 create this growth for yourself more effectively absolutely um, one of them, as a matter of fact, it's written on the back of the book. It, the, the quote is, um, the great elixir to life, which is pretty much the great medicine, the cure that we're all looking for is to thy known self be true. And it's my belief that you can be of no benefit to anybody else. You can't be a benefit to the world. You can't be a benefit to your parents, to your children, to your significant other, unless you're a benefit to yourself first. And the, the, the greatest out of all the principles that I have written here is to thy known self be true. And a lot of people, um, it, it, it kind of gets wrapped in that narcissistic kind of arrogant vibe. And I think it's a, it's, a, it's a fine line. But if we're careful enough and we actually understand what I'm, the principle and what I'm saying, it's that you have to be introspective so you have to be you have to start this is the thing what happens i was just talking to my sister this morning about it right what happens is we wait we, we go through life as children and then we wake up one day and it's like oh wow the earth is spinning everything's moving you go to college or you go to high school you graduate you get your diploma and you go to a, a four-year university or you start this um adulthood right and you just wake up one day and it's, it's like, okay, I have a lot of responsibilities and everything in life is moving, right? But I believe that you have to start somewhere. From a starting point before there can be any elevation in your life, you have to have a solid foundation, okay? Before there can be any growth in your life, you have to have a clear and definitive starting point in your life. Where do I start? I start with, to thy known self be true good and bad, and even the ugly, the things that you don't like about yourself, the things that um, you do like about yourself, your pros, your cons, um, start there with knowing self. We plug into social media, we plug into reading books and, and watching TV shows and movies and radio and all these things that consume so much of our time, energy, and our efforts, but we never apply that back to self. We spend so much time with other people, but how much of that same time do we actually spend getting to know ourselves, spending time with self, for self, by self. And so that would be the greatest one. It, before you can ever go out into the world and be a benefit to anybody, to anything, you have to start with self. So that would be my number one. 
Yeah, that that's awesome. I I uh, I think I I read something where you had mentioned this, and um, that's like my one of my favorite quotes as well that we 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 see in Hamlet as well. So as an actor, I know that quote, and nice. uh, it definitely resonates for me a lot. So I I love that. Um, you're you're also um, an international educator and uh, uh, inspirational speaker. So when you when you began speaking, was there a specific mission that you had in mind and uh, what inspired you to, to enter this part of the profession, if you like? I know it kind of goes, it's amazing that it goes hand in hand with you as an author, but was there something really in the inside of you which was pushing you to, to, to want to share this purpose and message? Absolutely. So as a, as a barber, when I began my barbering journey, it was always, barbering gave me um, something to do but I always knew who I really was and what my heart was. I, I tell everybody I'm an empath. I feel deeply for people um, so much. And I, my mission statement for my company, McCook & Co, is touching more hearts than heads. I've cut a lot of hair. I've, I've cut some celebrities. I've cut some very important people. I've cut some homeless people. It didn't matter. From every walk of life, it's always been my mission to touch more hearts than I ever did heads, right? And haircuts, and uh, doing haircuts. But um, it was important for me to evolve as a barber and as a person beyond just a stationary barber behind the chair to use this gift of my voice and, and just the, my, my charisma to be able to engage in and, and kind of place a lot of um, uh, things into perspective for my audience. But what I wanted to give, what inspired it, was giving from a place that I did not, did not have. I, I, I didn't want people to continue to go through their life uneducated or misinformed about the things that they were experiencing and never be able to experience becoming the best version of themselves. And so um, I partnered with a great company, Paul Mitchell, and have been able to use their platform to speak to their students, which is obviously still in my industry, the cosmetology school, um, and use their platform to be able to engage and really inspire, impact, and influence the students to becoming the best version of themselves um, and really, really um, pull from a place that I didn't have. I didn't have certain things um, from my parents or from my household or from my experience as a child growing up. And I understand that a lot of people that from this void, they try to fill it with a lot of pleasures in life without actually pursuing purpose and actually becoming, and, um, and that's, that's pretty much the driving force behind what I do. I've always been um, motivated by somebody uh, being hopeless or helpless, and me being the beacon of hope and help for them, me being able, or them being able to come to me um, and the things that, that, uh, that are invested in me to give to them and be able to help them, be able to help them grow, you know, and so that's pretty much what inspires and where it comes from. Yeah, so I, I mean, I love that. I love your slogan, touching more hearts uh, than heads. Uh, I definitely remember reading that and picking up on that specifically. And it, it, it's really amazing that, uh, you know, what, what that does when we like reframe the narrative and, and we come from a place of purpose. And, um, and, and often we do need people to help, help us on that journey, like a coach or a mentor. Um, Considering the fact that I believe you you didn't have any mentors, you're talking about uh, you know the the uh, access you didn't have. 
and how you know you wanted to be that beacon of hope to others was there a specific moment of adversity in your life that you just remember feeling like this is this is not how I want to feel down the line or this is not what I want for my kids or um, you know was it like a transition moment for you which stands out Absolutely. And I've, I've written about it in this book. Um, there's a particular chapter in here. I believe the chapter is called um, Sorry Excuse for a Son. And it was after I had, I, I was about 20 years old, maybe 21. No, I was 20. I was 20 years old. And me and my mother, it was after my best friend uh, was my grandmother who had passed away in December. Fast forward to April of the next year or March of the next year, obviously her being the matriarch of the family, the family's um, in a disarray. My mother is the youngest child of, of her siblings. She's going through her own emotions from losing her mother. I went to my mom's house. I was already living in my own apartment and I went to my mother's house to just uh, enjoy her company before going to work. And, um, we ended up talking about some uh, finances and me paying some bills that maybe, you know, that, uh, or giving her money for bills uh, or something, something along those lines. Well, long story short, me and my mother ended up getting into a, a horrible argument, a horrible disagreement and where I was trying to come to a resolve. And I didn't believe that the, um, the, the anger or the strife that was coming from this conversation was necessary in the grand scheme of things, especially considering what, you know, what was going on at the time. Well, my mother, who I would say identify as, as very, can be very, very toxic, said, uh, told me out of her mouth that I was a sorry excuse for a son as I was leaving her house. Now, um, I'm the only boy of four children. So I'm her only son. And I have, I've never been to jail. I've never been addicted to any drugs. I've never, I have no criminal history. I've never uh, lived, you know, that kind of life. I would like to think of myself as a pretty positive person and try to, um, try to be that person, you know, a, a genuinely good person. So when she told me that it crushed me and broke me to my core, I drove, uh, drove down the street, leaving her house with the tears pouring down my face, drenching my collar. I was so, um, heartbroken and, and torn hearing that from somebody that I constantly needed validation and affirmation from. And so um, it was that point I pulled over into a, a, um, a car wash and I had to just sit and deal with the words that she told me. And it was at that point I realized I will never, ever make my son feel this way. Or if there's anybody else out there whose parent, loved one, like I said, significant other, even your child have told you things in your life and have made you feel this way. I'm going to do my best to be a person who is, uh, where you can come to and kind of be like a safe haven. When you look at my page, when you look at, or you read my book, when you look at any of my YouTube videos, the words that I speak will be like the medicine to really cure and help heal a lot of those broken and very, um, compromised areas in your emotions. So that would be the number one thing that I can pinpoint and say what made me uh, want to actually be this person. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it's interesting that we all kind of have those, those trigger moments that, um, 
it, it's difficult for a lot of people to actually take, you know, understand what those practical steps are. And I know that you talk about them a lot in your book. But um, is there any steps like just off the bat that you would say, or, or that first step, what would that first step be when you're recommending someone to really like go back to the drawing board, do the inner work in order to heal from their past traumas? Is it, is it like having an awareness of self or is it something else that they need to kind of uh, actually do, you know, as, as a first step to start this journey? I would definitely say that it's something that that needs there that there's something that you need to do, and I'll, I'll put it like this: making statements saying like you know acknowledgement or awareness is kind of just kind of vain. It's just you just throw it out there, and it's like okay, I'm aware now. Then what do you do? This is what I would practically tell my audience or anybody listening to do: write out literally on a, on a huge whiteboard, a piece of paper, whatever, no, a sticky note in your, uh, on your iPhone, in your notes, whatever, write it out, literally each area in your life that pains you. Mm-hmm. And then on the contrast, write out each area in your life that genuinely makes you happy, genuinely gives you joy. Now, once you've done that, and you have that contrast, that compare and contrast, the things that have pained you, the very first step after doing that, that you should do is acknowledgement isn't simply about like, okay, I'm aware. I know this is here. It's about execution. Once you've written them out and you look at each one of those, you say, okay, how am I going to measurably grow and heal from each of these situations that pain me? I deal with a lot of people who suffer from uh, suicidal thoughts, um, depression, anxiety, um, they may have been uh, sexually abused, physically, uh, emotionally abused in their life. Write out each of those things. When my mom did this, it made me feel like this. Okay, now how are you going to practically heal from those things? Because your entire life, you've been uh, uh, over-consuming negative and toxic energies, uh, um, people, um, environments, over-consuming uh, negative and toxic uh, TV shows, music, how are you going to re uh, or um, what's the word? Uh, transform, I guess, or um, reconstruct your day to day so that you, your days look more like what makes you happy and joyful in your life or what does healing actually look like? Like you have to start with being able to envision who you actually want to be. What do you want? That was a question I asked myself all the time. Jordan, what do you actually want out of life? If that's the case, then you have to take these actionable steps. It requires you healing from this. And I realized that uh, we deal with a topic like forgiveness, right? And as I begin to delve into what forgiveness actually was, I realized that it wasn't, the, the true power wasn't in forgiving my mother. It was in forgiving myself mm-hmm. for holding my mother to those unrealistic expectations and not giving her the same grace that I wanted in my own life. And once I began to forgive myself, then I was able to forgive her. And that that healing wasn't necessarily for my mom because it's like, okay, if she changes, then I'll change. No, it's for yourself. And if she never even changes it, or if she never changes, it never affects you at all because you guys have two different walks in life. And so I hope I answered your question. I would literally say, write out those areas compare and contrast, you know what I mean? And, and, yeah. uh, 
and weigh them against each other and actually envision and be able to write out what life do you want to live financially, emotionally, physically, you know, just socially, what, what do you want to bring to the table? And what do you want to be said about your legacy when you're, when you're dead and gone? Yeah, I, I love that because I think it's so important to stress on the fact that it's only when you've written it out, right, that you can actually even see visually, like, how much right. am I in alignment with everything that I'm saying that I want, which I think is, is, is so crucial. Um, I know you mentioned seeking validation, and it's something that I think it's, it's even harder now with social media, you know, th there's constant kind of uh, comparison, uh, the comparison trap, which is always happening because we're just exposed to so many different people and what they're doing and the idea of what success is. Um, is there is there truly a place that you can reach where you're not seeking exterior validation in any way? And do you feel like you have reached that place where, you know, your purpose is so strong that uh, you find peace in what you're doing without seeking that validation? Is there a place that you can actually reach? Um, I definitely believe so, but not without time, intentional time. Um, and a lot of people run from that because unfortunately this generation is like, I need it now, I want it now. Uh, uh, my, my old pastor used to call it the microwave generation where <laughs> we want everything right now, I need it. We don't want anything slow cooking, slow roasting, right? We want it right now. But unfortunately what happens when you get it too fast like a microwave, it eliminates all the nutrients and all the minerals and all the essential vitamins that you need. And so it's going to take intentional time. It's going to take you being deliberate about, um, like I said, what you actually want. Now that validation, I'll put it like this. Um, if you place your validation in other people's hands, you'll always have to go back to that person for approval. So this overconsumption of, or uh, of comparison weighing your success or your life against other people, you have to overindulge yourself in your purposes, which is why I always say to thine own self be true. Unplug from social media for a week, two weeks, a month. You know what I mean? Because it, because there's an overconsumption of it. You're, I mean, we're, it's everywhere from entertainment to, I mean, we have it on our cell phones easily, you know? And so, reconnecting and uh, like you said realigning with who you know you are i believe that is a place that you can actually reach um but people without purpose seek pleasure to numb pain and, and unfortunately um pleasure when 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 uh, pleasure it, it's comfortable it's uh what's the word like sugar it's 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 addicting pleasures are so that's why we continue to use drugs or um food or anything to make you feel okay uh and purpose a lot of times can uh, unveil uh, a lot of the insecurities or uh what's the word it can uncover how far you're actually not you think you've come all this way i'm 40 years old now you know I've, i'm i'm an adult and you know I'm, I'm grown now but when you actually start to pursue purpose it exposes a lot of the um lack of preparation a lack of execution in your own life but like i said going all the way back to the first point when you actually indulge in uh purpose and and becoming you know the best version of yourself i definitely believe that's a place now have i have i arrived absolutely by no means <laughs> i am me and my sister were having the conversation this morning actually watching uh jada pinkett smith and will smith's um their yeah. show 
red table talk. Yeah. And there's so many areas um, that you can heal from. And we were saying that a lot of times we don't start these journeys until we get into our 20s and to our 30s. And uh, sometimes, unfortunately, our 40s. But you, every day is something new. Every day, every second, every moment of our lives, it's something that you should be growing from. And so you're having to grow so much from everything that you didn't cover 20 years ago or 10 years ago, mm-hmm. um, you know, 25 years ago, in my case, in your life. And so um, it's, it, I think we're all becoming. Uh, and to the day that we die, we'll all be working and bettering ourselves. But the important thing is starting the journey. Yeah. Uh, something else that you mentioned um, uh, in an interview and when I, was, when I was going through a lot of your content is losing people on the journey, which, you know, you have to be okay about. You spoke about having a close-knit circle and, uh, you know, you, you finding that peace with that. And I think that's a topic which is really difficult for a lot of people, specifically if the, the, the toxicity is within the family because people are kind of, uh, I suppose you're, you're afraid to think that you, you know, family is something you don't let go of, even if it is toxic. Um, you know, it's almost easier to do that with people you don't know so well than people you really love and, you know, you've known your whole life. Um, was that something, was that something you personally struggled with? And for people who are kind of in that situation, if the relationships in your life aren't aligned with your purpose like we've been speaking about um how do you detach yourself away from that in a in i suppose the most effective way so i'm I'm, i struggle with that today um and it's very hard i told you i'm an empath and so family is something that's very near and dear to my heart i love 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 family but i think that we have to be careful um, because we coin these weird definitions to these words and they come with their list of expectations. So family, because you have the same or you share the same bloodline that everybody has the same intentions or, um, you know, driving force behind that word family. But the, re- the reality is as you grow and learn purpose, you understand that everybody's moving at um, different paces in life. And so what you discover, what you may, fi- may find, may be er- sooner or later than your family members. So I, I put it like this, this is a definition I use, or an example I use, I'm sorry, that in grade school, we start here at kinder, first, second, third, and so on, all the way to 12th grade, you graduate. And everybody's pretty much moving at the same pace in life. But what happens when you graduate people start to outrun each other. You know, I start to you experience these things and, you know, some may go on to get married, have kids, and, you know, some people are stagnant. That's the way it is in family. This is the first lesson I had to learn around that same time where I was dealing with that with my mother, how to love people from a distance and what love actually means. Love doesn't mean that you have to be entangled or intertwined with this person on a consistent day-to-day basis. But a lot of people run from that because they don't want to be alone. And you think that being by yourself means that you're alone. That's not what that means. Just because people aren't in your life or texting you or calling you or checking on you or you're going to go hang out every weekend does not mean that you are alone. It just means that you're spending that quality time by yourself. Um, loving people, loving from people from a distance. I'm, I'm trying to remember your question. Um, the best way I can. 
Yeah, that's perfect. I mean, you, yeah, you, you touched upon it, like your own issue with, with, with your mom as well. And, and it's something that you're still figuring out. But I love that you said, you know, you, you can love people from a distance. It doesn't necessarily mean that, that they need to be in your life or on your journey, right? This was I was going to say. Uh, one of my one of my quotes I'm, quotes I'm so proud about I've said on stage and I'm like man that was so clever was everybody can't go where you're growing mm -hmm. everybody doesn't deserve to go where you're growing okay um, you were designed for a purpose um, and to accomplish something everybody doesn't have to align with where you're growing. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that path has to be trailblazed and walked alone. But a lot of times we run from that because it's comfortable. Yeah. Having people around who probably aren't adding anything to your life have, has been comfortable for so many years. And it's like rubbing cold cream on cancer. It doesn't solve the problem or it doesn't heal anything. You know what I mean? It's medicating an issue that really isn't an issue. But I got so comfortable being uncomfortable that I just fell in love with this refining process of, of growth and, and growing. Mm -hmm. and, and we've not talked about, um, you know, your work as a barber at all, but just to touch a little bit upon it. I mean, um, you're a, an award-winning barber and then going into, you know, uh, coaching and motivational speaking. And are, are you still able to kind of use that creativity? And is it, is it transported in all these other things you do? Or, and is, is hair something that you're continually passionate about even now? Um, which is so crazy you asked me that. I was, just, I was just in New York and I was having this conversation with um, some really premier barbers. And um, I'm not passionate about cutting hair anymore. Um, I am more passionate about coaching and the entertainment, the inspirational entertainment side of my life. And I'm really starting to evolve and wanting to grow my audience so I can go in any state or even go across seas to be able to conduct these productions. Um, but the, the, there, it requires a different level of creativity or, you know, it's cutting hair and coloring hair and textures and designs. Uh, it forces you to create in, in one aspect, the one, you know, component pretty much of like, you know, just your, you being an artist, but as a speaker and entertainer and, you know, being on stage in front of people um, forces you to create differently. And I'm falling so, I'm falling in love with just that, you know, just being on stage and people so much in, in a different dynamic, in a different way. And so, um, kind of pull from both sides, but it's completely different on the speaking inspirational side. Yeah, that's, that's, it's, it's really cool. Cause that kind of like leads me to, to my last question, which would be that a lot of people, uh, you know, dabble in things or are super successful in things, which later in life, they decide, you know, life just takes a different path. It takes a different route, but there's almost like this mourning for, for, you know, something that you, did before and people have a hard time kind of detaching from one thing so i've heard a lot of people say like oh my god i i surely can't change my career path now i you know i've studied so hard for this i've yeah. done my degree i've done like how can you know what are people gonna say what are they gonna think and what would what would your response be to that my grandmother was 70 in her 70s 
And I asked her a question. I was, I was in my teens. I asked my grandmother a question and she was, she was so stressed out and she was going through, she was in school and she had tests and, and, and homework assignments that were due. And I couldn't understand. I'm like, grandma, grandmothers are supposed to be laid back, retired, stress-free, you know? Uh, and I asked her, I said, Nino, I said, uh, why are you still in school? And she gave me an answer that I will never forget. She said, Jordan, as long as you are alive, you should be evolving, pushing yourself, growing. Um, and when it comes to our careers, we get stuck in those places. We get stuck because like you said, we worked so hard to get to this point, um, which is fine. And everybody's evolution looks different, right? But as for me, um, and that I want to project is more so that I enjoy the challenge of rediscovering or recreating yourself. I enjoy the challenge. And so barbering financially has been really good to me and my family. I've enjoyed myself. I've come across a lot of people. And not that I want to just completely get rid of it, but I believe that God has invested in me a lot of talents and a lot of abilities that I would I would be remorsed if I didn't at least explore and say, I tried that. And so like my grandmother said, as long as you're alive, you should be growing and evolving and, and changing. Um, like the caterpillar who becomes a butterfly. Um, a lot of people run from that cocoon. How long will I be in the cocoon? What's gonna happen in there? You know, I've been the caterpillar eating, you know, leaves my whole life. But you know, what about flying? Have you tried to float and fly like a butterfly? And that's a very elementary uh, kind of example or analogy, but you get the point. Um, who knows what's on the other side? Um, but like I said, I've gotten very comfortable being uncomfortable and um, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to, to it. I'm looking forward to what this year, my, my quarter of a century year will be and being able to give that to other people. That's awesome. That's awesome. I think that's such a great, um, a great way, very encouraging way to, to, to finish the conversation. But thank you so much for, for coming on for this short amount of time and sharing your journey. And it's truly inspirational. And the book is available everywhere, I assume, um, for people yes. to, to, to get. Absolutely. So you can purchase the book from my website directly, uh, www.jordanmccook.com. Very simple. Um, from my Instagram, obviously, the link is in my bio or off of Amazon. Uh, we partner with Amazon and Kindle. And so you can get an e-copy of the book or a physical copy um, from Amazon. Um, if you were to order directly from my website or my link in the bio, you will be getting a physical copy of the book. And so we still have some gold packaging. I'm calling the golden, the golden ticket. And so I would love to be able to give um, your audience and anybody else who wants one, a copy of the evolution of self. And so thank you so much for having me. I, I've had a good time looking forward to the response from this, this podcast. Thank you. Well, that was the end of another episode on Unplug with Annie. I hope you tune in next week when I talk to another exceptional guest. As usual, every Sunday, we're continuing the series of Purpose and I hope it's 
thoroughly, thoroughly speaks to you. It affects you. I hope you're inspired to share the message with someone. And I hope that you have already subscribed to the podcast. If not, please go to www.unplugannie.com and you can find all the podcast links as well as other links and articles which may be of interest to you. You can also subscribe and receive the weekly email newsletter to your inbox and be part of the family in a more active way. Until next week.